Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is your boy, your host, Matt Foster of the Poets World Podcast. And tonight, ladies and gentlemen, tonight I'm joined by a very special guest and a very good friend. My man, my one and only brother, Mac of Foshang. You want to introduce yourself to the listeners? Hello, peace and blessings, America. Nice, and that's nice, man. That's nice. So, tell them how long you've been doing poetry, man, and tell me a little bit about your background. You know what I mean when it comes to poetry and traveling. I was connected. I heard the last poets around nineteen sixty nine or seventy, and they were my inspiration because of the drumming. I'm a military brat or ex military brat. I grew up in Hawaii. I learned to play congas in Hawaii, in the beaches in Waikiki. So then I've traveled, I played R&B, I played reggae, I played R&B funk bands, I played Latin jazz bands. I've been playing since I was 14, so that's 56 years of experience. I love the creative aspect of drumming as well as the poetry. I was blessed in 2001 to open up for the last poets, Sacramento High School, Sacramento, California. It was a phenomenal show. We were the opening act, and they came on, and then blew people's hair back. <laughs> you want to demonstrate a little bit of what you do when you say you love playing the drums? Right. Just give them a little rhythm. Is that flavor I've been looking for for years. And the interesting thing about The Last Poets, I was scrolling through YouTube one night. And I was I was very bored. This one on particular night, just back in 2018. And it just popped up. One video, you know what I mean? History of The Last Poets. And I said to myself, hold on. Like, I just seen the thumbnail and I seen the title of the video. And I said, wait a minute, poetry died since when? Hold on, hold on. But it was the legendary last poets of the 60s and 70s. And back then, poetry was in its rawest form. I, I'd say the most elegant form of you know verbal and artistic expression. Today, it's kind of, I don't know, mainstream because of you no know, social media platforms. So everybody, you know, who loves poetry, there's nothing wrong with, you know, poetry itself. Me, I'm a poet. But I love poetry when it was underground. You know, when everybody was in the hip hop, I was in the poetry. So I began watching this documentary and I was just blown away by their artwork, by by their by you know, with the drums and, and their you no know, their their cadence and their, their spoken word poetry pieces, you know, and their unapologetic art, you know, of <laughs> poetry. So I then told a fellow poet about it. 
And she knew nothing about it. She's been studying poetry for you know, 20 years herself since high school. She is like 30 something years old, you know, and um, she has two kids and everything. And she knew nothing about it, you know, and she watched the documentary. She was blown away. And she's like, where are these guys today? I said, no one knows, you know, and um, I'm sitting here with, uh, like I said, with Brother Mac. And he uh, shared an insight earlier that blew me away, that he got to open up. As an opening act for the last poets, what was that like? What was going through your mind exactly when you were, you know, performing as the opening act? I was very excited because I heard some of the very first albums, and the drumming was what caught my attention. It was very melodic and mesmerizing, and uh, so I was honored and blessed to open for them. It wasn't a long performance, but I saw when they pull up in the van, we were playing. And they went in, and those brothers gave a phenomenal show. Uh, different from quite a few poets nowadays, they have their music material memorized. They put emotions, vocal um, inflections in their voice, and they stressed the words, and the flow was there, and the message was very strong. It started to start out, they started out as a, a conscious political uh, agenda to create unity around the black people, black pride, and express the things that happened in the world at that time. The last poets, man, they were their pioneers, what later became hip-hop, neo-soul. They were the first musical, poetic, creative Entity that use rhythm and drums to uh, embellish and enlighten what they were trying to do. That's awesome. And my thing is, um, when you say they were the pioneers, you know what I mean? I truly found out they were the beginning legacy of hip hop and neo soul and spoken word. And before them, it was very few who actually knew how to do it. And uh, they were unsung. You know what I mean? I think. These guys kind of came out of nowhere. I, like when I watched the documentary, these guys did come out of nowhere and took the world by storm for a while. Oh, yeah. And um, for unknown reasons, you know, they disbanded, but their legacy lives on. You know, you can find them on YouTube. You can find them, their audio books and everything. Um, there's even a hidden interview with one of the artists of um, The Last Poets. And... My thing is, I've always been intrigued to find, you know, where did the inner city neo-soul version of poetry, you know, like originate from? I've always been intrigued to find out, you know, how it, ex how it all started. So I began doing my research. It was during the, how can I say, the civil rights era where poetry really began to get its footing because there were so many who wanted to voice their opinions in a form of art as of what was going on in their era, in their generation at that time. You know, um, they let their words do the fighting. They let their words do the expressing. 
And like I said, for a short period of time, it took the world for it took the world by storm. You know what I mean? They referred to poets back then in the 60s and 70s as beatniks, you know, and I, I really didn't I really didn't like that coin terminology. I really I don't know. I, I really didn't, you know, associate them to be beatniks. But I see where the term was coined from because they're always, you know, beating on the congas, beating on the drums, beating on the uh, tumbos. As they, you know, express their hearts, their souls, their minds, what they envisioned, what they were embellishing, what they were trying to feel. They were feeling on paper. They put their feeling in black and white. They were the muses of literature. And that's one thing about poetry that it's always evolutionizing. Well, it's always evolutionized with every generation. I had to fix that phrasing, ladies and gentlemen. It's always evolutionized with every generation. Meaning, as every generation picks up their own version of poetry, as the last poets did, it's always, you know, elevated. It gets deeper. It gets harder. It gets more expressive. It becomes more beautiful with each passing generation. But due to the fact that it's not mainstream, it's even though we're in 2023, poetry is still not mainstream. And I'm okay with that. You know, I love the art of poetry. You know, I love the fact that it's underground. But people try to differentiate hip-hop from poetry when in actuality, poetry, poetry is what begot hip-hop. And a lot of people, you know, they try to argue with me to a T, to a science, and be like, hey, you know, poetry is poetry. You know, spoken word is spoken word. Hip-hop is hip-hop. And the truth in the matter is they're one and the same. Just like the Heavenly Father is Lord Jesus and the Holy Spirit is God Almighty. Poetry is the same as hip-hop and neo-soul. It's just a matter of one has an instrumental, one has a catchy beat, and one is expressed in raw form. Put it this way, ladies and gentlemen, I equate it to if you ever worked in a factory, ladies and gentlemen, especially a sugar factory, before it's all, you know, breaking, broken down, before it's all broke down into its confectionery perfection, huh, confectionery perfection, and placed in, you know, store-bought bags, they start off as beets. They start off as beets grown in the ground, right? And that's exactly what poetry is. You know, that's exactly what poetry is. It's hip hop. It's neo soul in its rawest form. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I got to take a quick break, but I will be back here shortly with more of late night sessions. <laughs> I'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen.
uncertainty with ferocity as we ride into the throes of battle we remain firm in the fact that the only spirit is infinite our faith is limitless with only heaven to write our names our journey and our story as God is our only witness our enemies blades are sharpened by their hatred and viciousness let it not falter you, my warriors, although some of us may not make it home. Remember, you fight with the power of valor, faith. We stand, fight, and die for what is right. Only God can take away what this kingdom is. So march onward, knights, archers, and shieldmen. Let us fight in allegiance to our alliance tonight. This very battle will be fought and won with our valiance. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the show. I'm joined by a very special guest, Brother Mac. And uh, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, tonight we were talking about the art of poetry. You know what I mean? And um, it's something that draws us forward. You know what I mean? As being as poets and artists and being musicians, you know, so to speak. People forget that poets are musicians. I was watching an interview uh, with Young Thug. Rapper Young Thug, he was, you know, talking about how poetry was hip hop. And you can't differentiate the two. It's one and the same. So if you have a respect for poetry, you have to have a respect for hip hop and everything like that. And um, one of the things that Brother Mac told me is that it's something that keeps him going, you know. And poetry is something that keeps me driven, you know, even when I'm depressed, when I'm, you know, tired from work, it, I'm always thinking of something new to write, you know what I mean? And I always begin with the title. And if I get a title in my head, like I, you know, explained before in the previous episode, if I get a title in my head, I most definitely will run with it. And can, can, I can conceptualize in a whole body of art, of poetry, from just the title alone. And um, I speak to the poets out there in the world. Now, what inspires you? Is it family? Is it music? Is it food? Is it, you know, camaraderie of friends? <laughs> you know, is it the inner city, the sounds of the inner city? Is it your heart? Is it your dreams, your goals? Is it your children? What, what drives you? I, I want to know, ladies and gentlemen, as we get ready to close out this episode, it's a question I have for you, ladies and gentlemen. What drives you as a poet to keep writing, to keep performing, to keep the spoken word alive? Is it the passion? Is it your passion for the art of poetry? 
Or is it something that your whole heart is in, your soul is in it, it you just can't live without it, you thrive off of poetry? As you, ladies and gentlemen, ponder upon the art that is poetry tonight. This episode was to pay homage to the last poets. Pay homage to all the poets of the previous generations. You see, not that I'm a hater of hip-hop. I love hip-hop. Don't get me wrong, ladies and gentlemen. But I just think that somewhere along the lines of the 70s, 80s, and 90s, Hip-hop got split apart from poetry. And I believe that it needs to be reunited. When I was a kid, I'm going to say this and I got to go, ladies and gentlemen. When I was a kid, they had a segment on the radio. I grew up in the city of Philadelphia for all my old heads out there. On Power 99, they had a segment called Inner City Sundays. Where they would have a bunch of spoken word artists get on the radio and perform. Or they'll come up to the studio, they'll call up to the studio and have them perform spoken word poetry pieces. And man, it ignited my, my love and passion and drive for poetry back when I was 10 years old. So when I discovered art, uh, artists like Talib Kweli, uh, Most Deaf, Jill Scott, Common, you know what I mean? And... It ignited, you know, most definitely uh, other artists, uh, Erica Badu, uh, Flowetry, I can't forget them, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, major props out to those artists. Uh, but it ignited my, my drive and love and passion for poetry. And as we get ready for another busy week, I want you to think, what drives you? When it comes to poetry. What drives you to keep writing? To keep performing spoken word? And I want to thank you all for tuning in to tonight's episode. Ladies and gentlemen. I want to give a major shout out to my very special guest brother Mac. For joining us tonight. And sharing a little bit of his gift and his talent and his beauty. And, 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 and his love and his drive for the art form of poetry. And I want to give a major shout out to the last poets as well. But this this episode was also dedicated to all the poets all over the world as well. I know I've been on a little bit of a hiatus, ladies and gentlemen, but I'm back like I never left. And I want to give a major shout out to all you amazing listeners as well. But I hope you all have a beautiful and blessed evening. I love you guys. Good night. God bless. And remember... To keep poetry alive in your hearts. Uh, <laughs> you see, poetry is a writer's way of expressing what's on their minds. But not in any way physical if you open up your heart and let creativity do its good work. You will find time to understand how your wordplay works. And if these words find their mark, then mark my words and not my works. You will become greatness. All it takes is faith 
in some patience. Yes, I've been in your shoes. Low on finances, struggling a nine to five and patiently waiting to see a miracle happen and everything else on which I've been praying. Keep your faith in God and never open your life to Satan. And beautiful things will arise in your own life. As you realize in words what you have realized, the fact that you have the power, talent, and verbal and ability to touch many lives. This is poetry. Verbal symmetry, a monogamous mental and musical symphony, something in which destiny has for you, but only if you're ready for it. An art form that rolls vividly from the ashes of the inner cities around the world. And may poetry continue on its legacy Every man, woman, and child Through the young and the old Through every boy and every girl Let us live on through poetry In the coming centuries This is spoken word This is art through me continue to live on uh. what makes a man is his own work his dedication his efforts and endeavors his labors his hard work a man is also his family, his true role as a father, you've been the tough God into my life growing up, showing me as a boy what it's like to be a man, you taught me to fight for what you want in life and to defend yourself, you have to be the one to take a stand, to love and care and provide is one of the many roles and traits you taught me as a child since I didn't have a father. Even as stubborn as I was, you cared for me and those lessons stuck with me today as a man. You made sure I didn't stray from the path that I was chosen. Let me say that again, let me rephrase that. You made sure that I didn't stray from the path that was chosen for me in life. You taught me that if we have a dream we want to achieve, we have to take a chance. And I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being the dad I never had as we celebrate your life and your honor. I just want to say thanks for all the hard work and effort you put into help raising me when you didn't have to. So once again, I just want to say thank you for being a king among many men. And I want to wish a happy heavenly birthday to you from your little cousin. Rest in peace. 
peace, young king. Darkness was the seed planet. There were other methods you may have tried, but nothing turned out quite how you've planned it. <laughs> things fell apart, and things didn't turn out exactly how you've imagined. But close your eyes and see with your own heart the dream that you want to establish. It may be a business, it may be a school, it may be to travel to places and lands you've never thought possible, it may be to go far and touch the very stars, <laughs> but you only need the faith in the Lord God to make it happen. The seed, if you remember, has been planted. Go back to your soil and see the sproutling that has sprouted through the years. You've watered the soil with your works. And now, <laughs> the world will one day see just who you are. Just see and believe in the seed through faith that you have planted. <laughs>